chewing out my futon. Hold it up and smoke it. Transgression of progression of a war we ain't asked for. Transgression of progression of a war we ain't asked for. This madness, yo. All the things that we could talk about. Call it. But let's talk about these urban circumstances real quick. Basically, it's the and um we got this. So revolution. Where the frosty hand? Muhammad is the fame's name. Forever stand. Standing on royal fusing of justice for the few ridiculed by the pale terrorists bent on genocidal obsession rooted in fear of neglection and abandonment fueled by nightmares of ancestors. I still want to be able to, to, I don't dislike George Washington. The kind I of friends I think our friends should be like my friends. My friends are the kind of friends I think everyone needs. My friends see the things at times I don't see. My friends hate the police. Yeah, your video dropped off. What has changed? Are deep the criminals and the blacks are deep the criminals. Shut up and help. Reflection ain't nothing but the inner child trying to see you. You gonna look? You gonna pick up that book? Lord, keep me far from the state. Guide me through night and day. Teach me your ways, show me the righteous way to sway. Lord, can you teach me, please? Show me the way, I'd say. Grand Risings, and welcome back to another episode of the Urban Conservative, brought to you by the Leon Black Network. Um. Today, not gonna go on my normal spiel, um, but you, you you know where you're at. You know what we're talking about. We're talking about Minneapolis and we're talking about corruption. We're talking about violence, drugs, gangs, politics. Um, today with me, you know, I've had Robert on since Wednesday uh, and we're gonna continue in today uh, where we left off yesterday. But before we get into all of that, of what we've been discussing uh yesterday there was a city council meeting in in minneapolis minnesota uh, and it gives us an opportunity to discuss something even further that um uh, we were gonna get into uh and i want to thank mr uh l flowers senior uh for making a damn fool out of himself and i'm gonna play these two videos and then We'll let Robert talk because he, we got a lot to say today, and I want people to buckle up and and get ready for this because this shit right here is what we've been talking about for a very long time, and people really need to uh to pay over. Is, is the feed now future over? Is it over? What? That was that was done. Hate me. Uh, that ain't got nothing to do with you. He know what he know what it is. What? Let's get in the feed now, future Jamal. Hey, don't hey, shut the fuck up, man. I'm not talking to you. Was I talking to you? All right, shut up. Shut up. Shut your ass up. All right. And then I have one more video that I want to play from yesterday. Um, uh, the next report will be from our committee. The next report. 
Sir, sir. I'm an- Okay. Let's take a moment to let that settle and for our colleagues to come back. Let the record reflect that we have the presence of a quorum. And before we get into the next committee report, I think this is a great time for a reminder that we don't tolerate Islamophobia in this space. We don't tolerate anti-Semitism in this space. We don't tolerate hate speech in this space. You are all welcome to be here. You are all welcome to participate in this process. You are not welcome to disrupt this process. Oh, and Councilmember Allison. Uh, can everybody hear me? Thank you. Um, just wanted to really quickly apologize to the body. I, I you know, uh, broke decorum and I don't want to set a tone that, uh, you know, for members of the public who couldn't hear what was going on, uh, you know, I was responding to what I thought was a, is a very Islamophobic comment, but I did break the rules of the council in doing so. And so I just wanted to apologize to my colleagues and, uh, and to the public uh, and uh, speaking across the dais is not something that I plan to make a habit of. And so uh, wanted to offer that to to the council. So thank you all. So <laughs> um, the reason that I say that L brings, you know, um, and why we're, we're discussing what happened today is for the simple fact of defeating our futures. Um, and for me, I don't know if people know what that is, feeding our future, uh, was a fraudulent scam that was supposed to feed our kids during the summer food program and the money went other places. And a lot of those people uh, were of African descent. And that has been something. So I think that's where and as people don't understand. Osmond's wife has been linked to feeding our futures as well. So I'm going to be quiet and, and let Robert talk for a minute. Can you pull up my screen share? Okay. So back in 2014, there was uh, something with Community Standards Initiative uh, up in Minneapolis that was a contract with Minneapolis Public Schools. And uh, right there, the activist Al Flowers was the one that. Uh, got the contract okay but if we scroll down here their uh fiscal <coughs> agent was somebody else Okay, and it was Clarence Hightower. And uh, one second here. Yep, and it was a fiscal agent. And I'm going to pull up a different uh, document here. And that is the congressional investigation that was done for ethics into the senator involved, which was Bobby Joe Champion. The Senate okay. House Speaker, Bobby Joe Champion. Is he a House Speaker? Yeah, he's the House Speaker. Senate Speaker for the Democrats. Oh, for the Senate. Okay, because House and yeah. Senate are two different. Yeah, so Senate yeah, Speaker. Yeah, then. Yeah. Senate, yeah, let me okay. get it correct. And I'm going to look for Hightower in here real quick. And the fiscal agent was his church. Okay. And that was right here. New Bethel Missionary Baptist Church. 
So we're going to go ahead then. Or I'm going to scroll that up where you guys can see. New Bethel. So I'm not coming up with this stuff right out of my rear end. It, there's actually documents that show it. Okay. We're going to go over then next to... And anybody can do this. Okay. The Minnesota Secretary of State's website. If you Google MNSOS business search, you can come here and search. Okay. Uh, we're going to go with inactive first and see what it returns. And it returns no search results. Let's go with active. And it returns no search results. So it gets interesting uh, because we actually have a slideshow over here. And I'm going to go ahead and hit play on this. Okay, the only one that is registered is True Vine, uh, Bethel, New Bethel Missionary Baptist Church. And that wasn't registered till recently here. We actually have the Secretary of State filing for that. So at the time, the fiscal agent wasn't registered. Hmm. Now, the, the key to that is that the Senate Ethics Committee didn't even check to see whether or not the dang fiscal agent was registered. How can you do an investigation into where the money's going when the place that's getting the money doesn't legally exist as anything. They'd have to register as at least a doing business as. Exactly. And it gets more interesting when you come up here to the church that uh, Al Al Flowers' mother, Mary Flowers Spratt, ran. That was Greater Mount Nebo missionary uh, community missionary baptist church that was just an assumed name they never registered as a nonprofit. they never registered as a business whose name was it assumed to be alfred flowers alfred e flowers the second joe l spratt and mary's flowers spratt um i'm not sure about anybody else all the churches i've ever heard of have either been uh a, a non-profit or registered in some sort of way other than just an assumed name with the state. Uh, if they don't take state money or take the tax write-off as a 501c3, it, then it is still registered as some sort of business um, for the business filings and that this is just an assumed name, meaning all the money goes to who? Hmm. And it gets reported supposedly on their individual taxes. So bringing this up current, Minnesota Safe Streets is who? Minnesota <laughs> Safe Streets is Al Flowers and Jerry McAfee. Minnesota Safe Streets is an LLC, as you see at the top there. It's a limited liability corporation. That is different than a nonprofit. But the problem becomes that Minnesota Safe Streets is set up to get tons of money from the state for violence interruption to give out to nonprofits. So can can the uh, Senate in the House appropriate money specifically to a company? Is there not some sort of open bid process? And you know what's crazy of why you know as well, because this has been brought up to um other legislators and the simple fact that you can't even get it in front of the ethics committee for the simple fact that Bobby Joe champion leads that committee. <laughs> well, we've tried to give it to Republicans. I tried to give this to Walter Hudson. I tried to give it to a couple other people, but you know, they, they just don't really care because they make, they make votes off of uh, portraying the inner city as uh, just a bunch of hoodlums and they don't even want to fix anything. They want it to keep going the way it is. Exactly. So I'm going to start off at the beginning here. Um, so what we found with the current violence interrupter contracts is it ties in to the Jones Day contract that was done for the city of Minneapolis. Okay. 
um, through that, they were working with these violence interrupters and these violence interrupters were getting money. They also sat together on Minnesota Safe Streets 2.0. Andy Luger was there and then they had the community leaders there. And the community leaders are the ones that were selected. They're not chosen by the people. They're self-selected. And it's the same people that have been doing it for 30 years, the same people involved back with uh, United for Peace and uh, the stuff that was going on for the Jerry Hoff time frame. So it gets real interesting here. Okay. But for the Jones Day contract, Andy Luger, who's our current U.S. attorney for the state of Minnesota, who's supposed to be investigating things like feeding our futures, uh, has, a, has a bad history of letting his buddies off, his friends off. My um, community action of Minneapolis, he decided to let Keith Ellison off because Keith Ellison was advocating for his uh, trying to get in with the imams to have them uh, report suspicious people back when the FBI wasn't trapping people in Minnesota. And we had an FBI agent from Minnesota go to jail for treason about their racism and that the fact they weren't trapping people. So uh, he exposed it, though. <laughs> anyway, uh, they had over 20 lawyers uh, on that contract and I've only been able to find one or two that were registered in the state of Minnesota and that was based out of their office up here in Minnesota most of these lawyers were from out of state you have to register as a lawyer with the state in order to be able to practice in that state so just like a doctor has to register for their credentials or a plumber has to register to do business in the state same sort of thing with lawyers and they just didn't one of those was Yvette McGeary Brown. Yvette McGee Brown was a former Ohio Supreme Court justice. And the top three people listed on their pay did not get paid. I'm still waiting on some documents back. They they redacted over 90,000 emails um, to where I only got like 47 back on that portion of it. Um, I have the links. These are all, I mean, people can can go find this on their own. Okay, this is the contract, and I apologize that it's a little bit blurry. That's a picture of it. And I, I did call, the Eric Jeremiah Ellison tied to that, is I called Council Member Ellison, and I have a video of that. And he called me back. He said he was very concerned about the Jones Day stuff. I have a separate video that I've done on YouTube that... Uh, goes through step by step very boringly because when I'm doing those videos, I try to just stick to the facts mm -hmm. and, and walk people through. This is how I do it. Uh, so it's a little bit boring, but it's, it's all there. Okay. You know what's crazy though? Facts are never boring. <laughs> I did walkthroughs of Mar Marvin's case the same way on there too. Right. Uh, you know, and anyway, uh, here we have what Minnesota safe streets is. So who's all under Minnesota safe streets? Okay, you have the 8218 Truth Center, the Centered on Youth, Uru, New Salem, Inc. So that's McAfee, okay? McAfee is New Salem, Inc. God Squad, we push for peace. A Mother's Love, Lisa Clemens. Uh, I believe we push for peace. Isn't, it, isn't Isn't Flowers involved with that, or is that somebody else? No, that's Pollard. That's Pollard. Okay. That's, no, that's him on his own. Um, the Project eight two one eight is True Center is Mickey Frost. Project Take Back attitudes determine altitude. Mentoring young adults, and I'm not sure if if one or two of these got thrown in there underneath these guys that are decent. But when the overall when the overall entity has questions, Minnesota Safe Streets, you should probably question all this down below as well. We'll see, and that's the whole thing because God Squad. Is actually ran the founder is L Reverend L Spence, who is a Ramsey County Sheriff. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. So these are the ones that we went ahead and dug into more. Yeah, this is Ben. And the the biggest thing is this one right here. Let's see if I can pull it up in another video uh, tab real quick. Okay, this is a lady who they have involved with their entity. Okay, her name is Shazma Dixon. And in 2013, uh, they pleaded guilty 
And so did Shazma Dixon to tax fraud. Okay. They were defrauding low-income people in Minneapolis out of tax money. Okay. And falsifying tax returns. And that gets real big when you get to some of McAfee's other organizations. If I don't have it in this slideshow, then I will uh, definitely show it at the end there because they were running a treatment program called New Youth Redevelopment that got shut down by the state. It got shut down by the state for failing to comply with the regulations, including who was allowed to provide treatment and who was allowed to have contact with sensitive information and or the children. Um, she, Chasma Dixon, was their billing coordinator. Okay. Uh, so here's the safe streets. That's Al Flowers and McAfee. We already went through the CSI stuff. Okay, here's appropriations that they're going to be getting. Okay. I'm not sure if these all passed. They've at least all been introduced. It's in our waiting. Safe Streets was passed last legislative session last year. It was given over $30 million last session. There's a total of $50 million that they're set up for if everything goes through. Okay, but we have the bills here, $35 million. Uh, and so it gets real interesting, the fact that there's also something called Minnesota Safe Streets that's for public safety. And they took that name from the public safety arena and made it into an LLC. And so this is something that they've already been hearing is that word Minnesota Safe Streets and that it was a totally different program. Okay. But this right here is the violence interrupters. 21 million for community engagement and intervention. Trained navigators to patrol high risk areas. Okay. Here's another one. And another one. Okay. Here's a new youth redevelopment. And Lercerna Bryant gets interesting too, because she's part of the Stair Step Foundation. The Stair Step Foundation is where uh, one of the Democrat uh, aides was getting in trouble for working. I'm not sure if that was Bobby Joe Champion's aide or not. Um, but suppose it was a conflict of interest. Bobby Joe Champion helped sign on to some of these bills and helps create up some of these bills specifically designed for these individuals and organizations. <clears throat> a lot of times directly appropriated to them. At least from what I've seen. So who's all involved? Uh, if you look at this, this is a recipe from becoming a community leader. This was in 2003. This is right around the time they started UCMT, even though UCMT did not get registered till later. That's Unity Community Mediation Team. Okay. And you have Don Samuels, Reverend McAfee, Reverend Staten, and Spike Moss. And they, in here, say that these roles were planned. Okay, right up here. And says that they decide who gets to be in positions of strength. You want, to, you want to know who the gatekeepers are? They're telling you right here. And Al's mom got really mad that she didn't get on UCMT. But him and Lisa are, are part of that uh, gatekeeping stuff, which is obvious. On uh, If people don't know, Lisa Clemens and Al Flowers are brother and sister. Yeah, their, their mom is Mary Flowers Spratt. So, but before... Before they, they started getting in bed with the cops around that time. So what they've been doing is since here, and I, I guess since Jerry Hoff, is they will be against the cops when it makes them money, and they'll be for the cops when it makes them money. Keep that in mind. Because these are the same people that did the marches against people like Marvin Haynes um, and others when there's issues in the community. And some of the people that they've come out against may have been innocent. <laughs> Marvin was, and that was obvious. Okay, but bef right before they, they really got going with the UCMT and all that, this is in uh, 1998. And they were concerned about the CIA running cocaine and the CIA doing the drug selling. They changed their tune shortly after this. 
And so shortly after this is when they started getting in bed with the state more. And you see that currently till today. Why aren't they still calling out the CIA doing it? The CIA hasn't stopped. That's been obvious. The FBI COINTEL Pro hasn't stopped. Everybody that they radicalized out of Minnesota that they subsequently arrested for being jihadis, whatever, were all radicalized by the FBI. It's on record. That's what that uh, FBI agent went to, to, to prison for treason for. It's because he came out saying that. Okay. Uh, in two decades, this is recent here, two decades after the Minneapolis uh, murderapolis, old names resurfaced. Whose names resurfaced? It was Freeman, um, McAfee, uh, right over here, uh, Willis. Now, Willis, you got to realize, was in, in prison for most of this time uh, in between. Okay. Uh, I don't know the guy. I'm not going to say anything good or bad about him. Uh, I know that he was probably framed up for some of that stuff in the 90s. Some of it may be true, but they've been known to do that, especially when you call out the CIA. Um, people die in weird ways. And Wellstone was looking into that right around the time that he died in a very suspicious plane crash. So I'm just saying they're probably not above it, not making conclusions, but. Okay, is that the end of that? Okay, I'm going to. What's crazy? No, you continue doing what you're doing. But I just wanted to say because, like, I don't think people fully understand or even remember either is that Paul Wellstone was at the hearing that Sharif testified at. So I want people to to really fully understand that. And, you know, a lot of people talk about Paul Wellstone in Minnesota, too, as being uh, radicalized and, and uh, militant. And for a man to just die mysteriously like that, it really makes you think and wonder. Okay, give me one second here. I'm just pulling up the files. As a mother's love gets interesting. Oh, yeah, no. And that's the one thing that a mother's love. So how I met them was during uh, the George Floyd uh, protest. Uh, they were actually, I didn't know at this time, they were being actually paid by the city to be violence interrupters. Uh, and I never understood that, right? Because it's like, why were y'all watching us and all we're doing is protesting peacefully? Um, but it was so they could get information because when I had a pro, when I was arrested uh, and I ended up getting a probation violation, they came up in my paperwork as AMLI. And my lawyer asked me what that was. See, and this is how I started to pull away from BLM too. And I'm going to shut up here in a minute is because when I started to ask community leaders that were BLM and they said they didn't know who that was, but they actually did, I started to pull away. So I just wanted to, to really just put that out there. I'm going to pause and go on the McGeefy stuff. We'll go down that in a second here, but this is a mother's love initiative. Okay. It's a nonprofit. The only problem that you have is that there's another one. Right. And that other one is not a nonprofit. Okay. And that is the bringing back the, the village one. Okay. And I'm going to go over here. It's an LLC. Okay. This one is, so anything with bringing back the village is an LLC. Well, how are they presenting it to the state? They're presenting it as Mother's Love Initiative, bringing back the village. They're doing all the violence interrupting under that one. Okay. So the question is, is the money going to the nonprofit where they have to file their 990s? Or is it going here to this one? Because they share the same address. Right. So the rent, is that rent being split? Or <laughs> is the nonprofit paying for this LLC to be there? And the questions can go on on that um, because their nonprofit didn't get filed till recently. Um, I think 2021. And yeah. uh, 
they are until 2021 and and uh they recently had to file before if you're under fifty thousand dollars you just do a postcard okay right. you don't have to file the full 990. they recently did have to file a full 990. right okay they also do you have do you have that 990 because it was crazy how much money they actually got yeah <laughs> i do it's a couple million uh right. so these guys these guys all got money off of uh, the george floyd stuff they got contracts with the city through that okay um, this one is their old because they they let it expire for a little bit. So this is their old filing in 2014. The first date that they filed, and uh, Flowers' daughter's on there, and and Clemens. And so that's the other thing is like a mother's love initiative hires a lot of Flowers kids, and they just hire each other's kids to work on these nonprofits to get paid as board members or whatever else. So it's just a money mill on that um so i just wanted to show that real quick because it's the same thing with salem inc and a lot of them that they have a nonprofit and an llc with the same name and salem it's the inc same thing. what's crazy is you know a lot of people don't understand what that interaction with l even started from and what it had to do with is the fact that we push for peace was awarded yesterday a liquor license for Merwin Liquors because they are in a, a, a nonprofit is in the process of buying a liquor store. So that's what honestly all of this even starts with yesterday. And the whole other thing was the January 8th was defeating our futures. So I don't want people to misconstrue the situations, but I just wanted to put that out there is that that's where all of this is coming from. You got somebody out here calling out the same things that his family is doing. Okay. I'm going to pull up the table of contents real quick for the McAfee orgs. And then yeah. we'll get into that. Or, right. And I'll do it a, a, a quick overview on that because it's going to be, there's over 200 pages there. I don't have time right. to go through every single page. I just want to show you guys. I have this stuff behind what I'm saying. Okay. So this is just a table of contents, and we found more stuff since this. Um, so I'll go ahead and pull up the actual document now. So I combined them down into one for the most part. Okay. The New Youth Redevelopment LLC was actually ran under new salem inc or salem inc and lacerna bryant was on that too and again she's on the stair step foundation okay here's the provider number and it is under new salem missionary baptist church so they they don't even register under the same entity based on which place they're registering with like a little bit later i'll show you here where it says salem inc on there okay this is they got a ppp loan <laughs> okay for the covid money that's why he be going around at uh children's who get killed by by street violence never broke again shirts this right here is an order license of revocation. Okay. So the reason right here for the license of revocation, the license holder fails to comply with uh, applicable laws. Okay. They look at the violation, the effect of the violation on health, safety, and rights of the persons in the program. And it's based on violations determining during license review conduct on February 28th and March 1st, 2022, governing provisions of the uh, treatment services uh, under the Minnesota 245G. Uh, during the licensing review, they found 16 licensing violations and considered the nature and severity of those. And it included providing false and misleading information to do it DHS licensure or licensors. 
failed to designate a compliance officer, failed to meet background checks. Okay. These are youth that they're dealing with that are vulnerable youth that are needing rehab, right? They failed to demonstrate competent knowledge of the requirements governing the entire program. They failed to employ a qualified treatment director and alcohol and drug counseling supervisor. Failed to ensure staff received orientation. Failed to ensure clients received orientation. Failed to initiate service plans that were com uh, completed. Failed to ensure vulnerable adult determinations. Failure to ensure comprehensive assessment summaries were completed and re as required. Failed to ensure that individual treatment plans were uh, completed as required. Failed to ensure the summary of termination were completed. Uh, and they were licensed. They got started in 11 October 2019. Okay. So less than two years, or basically two years, just over, they got shut down. Okay. Here's how they provided false information. So, again, the tax fraud lady was a part of this. So we have a tax fraud lady that can't comply with regulations. Pretty sure that's an organization that maybe we should look at doing uh, open bidding for contracts rather than just giving them contracts, right? So, yeah, it, it was revoked. And it gives the reasons why. So then on this 990, here's their 990. This is the 990 looks like. Okay. Now on the 990, there's a couple of things. You're supposed to list your employees and their, their salaries and stuff like that for any employees and compensation. I'm getting down to the compensation portion. All right here. So there's the compensation. I want to... <laughs> I don't want to stop you, Robert, but so somebody had they asked the question of why is the state rewarding contracts with leaders that have bad history and not their stay? lawyer is Bobby Joe Champion or Cedric Right, that's what I'm saying. Like quite literally, it's got to follow the money band. Okay, uh, we'll get to, we'll get to that in a second here because the the CEO of Salem Inc. According to the documents they submitted to Minneapolis Public Schools. Is a guy that's known for fraud. He's known for fraud for uh, destroying business documents after doing the fraud to cover it up. And his lawyer for that was Bobby Joe Champion. So, I mean, I'm not making this up. I'm showing you guys, like, people want to say I'm crazy. No, it's right here. Oh, it's all okay. public. It's all public information. You just got to know where to look and you got to go know where to go look for it at. But right here, the employees see it's blank, right? The employees are blank. But I'm going to search in here and, and show you where in there their new U3 development is in their 990s because they're running it under a program, under a nonprofit, but even though it's an LLC. And that's the way they do with a lot of these. Sorry, I have to get through the first ones real quick and it'll... There we go. So, new youth redevelopment. Okay, right there. Okay, right above that. The new Salem Education initi Initiative. This thing is a farce. Okay, new Salem Education Initiative is something that is imaginary but gets money. Well, supposedly they do stuff. They submit contracts to the city but they just don't register him as an employee there's no uh proof that it's a legit program um and then they have the new um, youth program uh 21 days for pieces on some of these as well which i can pull up right Okay, so I'm gonna get get out of that. You know, I'm know what I'm talking about on there. I'm gonna scroll down to the bottom uh, for the New Salem Education Initiative. There's more. 
at the bottom here and the Salem Inc. stuff. No, and I want people to, to to understand too is that this is why that man didn't want to sit down with me. And a lot of what's crazy is is that <laughs> yeah, I'll just leave it at that. I'll just leave it at that. So I'm trying to get down to the bottom here. There's a lot of 990s in here. So right. with these 990s, they use the, the wrong year multiple times. So whether like they'll, in 2022, they were still using 2021 forms. And, you know, and these most of the organizations under Minnesota State Streets use the same tax place, mm -hmm. which is H&HS taxes. It's something Holly Hollister, I think Hollister taxes. Yeah. Uh, I can get the exact name for you if you want or here shortly. The Salem LLC is Jerry McAfee. Okay. And if you go to the city's uh, landlord stuff, it's under Salem LLC, New Salem Baptist Church, Jerry McAfee, Salem Inc. But they actually have quite a few uh, violations for codes and stuff like that. And they, they actually got a couple of properties for like, Thirty-something thousand dollars. I know he, he turns them into something else for people in that, but they were they were selling them shortly thereafter for quite a bit more. Um, and I know that he's trying to do that to he was trying to to supposedly get people into housing in that. But some of the some of the finances behind some of this gets really questionable. Um, yeah. Um, and and what's crazy is the lawyer on them lawsuits is Bobby Joe Champion. Yeah. So here's New Salem Missionary Baptist Church. Uh, the president is Willie, Willie Griffin, who also is involved with a lot of his entities. You know what's crazy? Liz and them ain't gonna touch this. And 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 what's crazy? We have um, reached out to. I know I have reached out to. I will say what I have done. I have reached out to Alpha News. I've reached out to Lura Goose. I'll put names out there. Paul Bloom. No, they don't want to touch this. I don't know why. Uh, and they know that's the crazy thing is people know that this shit's going on and don't even want to touch it. So here's a New Salem Education Initiative, right? So they're having a guy work with uh, kids, right? And He's a, a teacher, or not a teacher, a guy that went to college uh, at um, oh, Southern Methodist University in Texas. And then uh, he went on to uh, study at the University of Minnesota. And he was over in China and Taiwan uh, during the uprising uh, in the 70s, I believe it was. Anyway, uh, he's their tutor. He does tutoring for them. And they, they, they charge less than other people because they charge 30 bucks an hour. But I guess the other tutors charge more. I got some documents back from Minneapolis Public Schools. They still do have a current contract with them. The only problem is he's not listed as an employee, right? And on those 990s, he only listed as an expense. He doesn't list the income that he gets from the school. Right. So how are you doing this when you're not listing your income? You have to list your income and your employees. Did they ever background check this guy? Waiting to hear back from Minneapolis Public Schools on that for my data request. Uh, they're also waiting to give me the uh, rest of the contract. Okay. But in one of the articles I read uh, recently, uh, and it was a video that interview that I sent you that he did uh, for the Minneapolis public schools where he's up there talking. He talks yeah. about bringing the kids to his home uh, to have orange chicken and that at his home in Northfield at, at one of the trips and stuff like that, or going to, to do tutoring at the person's house, which isn't isn't a problem as long as you're keeping professional boundaries, because you have to have professional boundaries with kids. And if the guy's not background checked or listed as an employee, 
sort of got questions on that. You, you know, I wouldn't let my kid with a person that's not background check go. Uh, you know is that they what's they allow that shit though because it's even cases have came up since you know um George we'll just say since GF George Floyd you know with organizations hiring people and they're sitting there doing things that are inappropriate with kids um and are are doing things that are they really shouldn't be doing and again we continually taxpayer dollars continually going to them well this program has been going on since 1993 and salem inks got started in 1993. i wonder if he started it with the reward money from uh kenzie mm. I'm, I'm just saying they got the reward money for right. for going to get mckenzie him and ellison split it so i mean right. And that that's public information. Yeah, it's it's in newspaper articles. We we got mm -hmm. that. Okay, here is about their drug re rehab program that we talked about earlier. Oh yeah, the billing manager. That's what I was going to show you. So the billing manager is Shazma Dixon, the, the lady we just talked about. Wow. Okay, I'm almost done with this real quick here. There's something else down here I wanted to show. Oh, yeah, New Youth Redevelopment LLC. I already showed that at the beginning. Your yeah. filing history. Okay, so I'm going to pull up the next guy because uh, it, it gets even better. You can go ahead and talk for a minute here. I have to get this lined up. No, so I just really want people to to see that there's a history and then what's crazy is you find out who the attorneys are um and where they are today and then you see the board members because if you look at some of these minneapolis foundation wilder foundation um some of these biggest nonprofits, you find board members from parking board or you see uh board and extation estimation and taxation members um neighborhood organization members so it all the money never never leaves hands it just goes to the same places over and over and over again okay this one is a contract with minneapolis public schools for that tutoring program and i'm gonna scroll down to where i can find this cat's name And I had to dig a little bit because the name he uses is not the name that he uses on other stuff. Right. Okay. Marlon Moore. Okay. That's the contractor's name. And one of these uh, sticks of paper, he signs it as a CEO. Okay. The CEO of New Salem or Salem Inc. Okay. Yeah. Right here. CCEO. So he's the CEO of Salem Inc. Well, there's more information we got on that. Because Marlon Moore is Marlon Ace Boogie Moore. Okay. And I'm going to share this tab real quick. These are screenshots we had taken. His, uh, for his lawsuit that we, that we talked about, uh, so his lawsuit was, this is the guy that had been running insurance fraud and defrauding people uh, with fake insurance and then shredded the documents and got in trouble for that. His attorney is Bobby Joe Champion. I mean, this is right out of the court records, okay? Right. Um, yeah. And this is uh, at New Salem Baptist Church. They're doing something with HUD, right? About about housing. And who do you contact? You contact that guy. So, I mean, he's still active with them. So, and that's 21 days apiece, which is also uh, involved with them. So, the stuff I'm talking about isn't isn't crazy. I mean, it, it happened. Right. So, I'm going to real quick switch back to another tab uh you can go ahead for a second 
Yeah, so it's like when we sit here and we say these things, you know, and people don't want to actually look at it or see it. You're part of the problem because if you're going to sit there and not call it out, that's why we don't get anywhere. That's why we're not getting any actual change. That's why we're not actually getting any reform. That's why you still got homeless people out here in abundance. That's why you still have people out here um, hungry. That's why in Minneapolis, kids of color can barely read at, at a third grade level, can barely do math at a, five, a fifth grade level. Yeah, if you want to screen share that again. And he was also in for federal charges, I think, too. But it's a forgery. Uh, and they're destroying business uh, documents. So he was convicted. Okay. I'm not saying anything crazy on that. Um, so just if somebody's been convicted of destroying documents in an, an investigation, probably not the guy you want to be involved with. I don't know. I'm going to a organization that's going to be getting $50 million. Just saying um, that can probably go to other organizations in the community that will actually use it appropriately, having an open bid uh, type system. Um, you know, and it's the same sort of thing with most of these organizations and they all run in the same pack. Okay. That one of the same days they were doing a, a rally over north for, I believe it was the Merwin's liquor thing. A mother's love yeah. was out there. But that same evening, guess where she was? She was in the downtown improvement district for Mill City. And she was telling them how she could keep them safe and get a contract with them. Yeah. So if they're getting the, this $50 million, they sort of got to focus on the community that they're supposed to be focusing on, right? Exactly. And uh, it's the same old, same old corruption where it's for votes, okay? They get contracts to deliver votes for people like Senator Bobby Joe Champion, for people like Senator Hayden. Senator Hayden um, has, has been in trouble, and he's no longer a senator, right? I mean, um, you can go down the list. Now, Ellison knows about this Jones Day stuff. And uh, we'll get into that uh, a little bit more a different day. Uh, we're going to go back in history and bring it up to today. We just, Ellison well, set it up for us to tee that one off so well. I, we were like, yeah, dude, we, we got to do this. <laughs> um, yeah, we definitely do. But so with Minnesota Heels 2.0, that was set up. They were already setting up the crackdown that was going to happen after Freeman left. Okay. They set up everything during that time frame and with these violence interrupters. So even if Mary wanted to do it right with certain things, she sort of has her hands tied because this shit was already set up with the feds. Yeah, okay. Right. Andy Luger runs the FBI in Minnesota. He's the top law enforcement for the feds in Minnesota is Andy Luger. So why isn't these things being investigated? I don't know because he's friends with them. Right. Maybe that's it. Maybe because he's friends with Ellison, you know, I mean, Goes to church, what uh, goes to the same synagogue as Jacob Frey, which why? is why Frey is not in, investigated in feeding our futures, even though his wife works for Hayden Law, right? I mean, you can go down the list on this. I mean, it's the stuff that we're talking about is, is current too. Right. This corruption is still going on, and who is it hurting? It's hurting the kids up there, man. Those kids need something else to do, they need to have a future. And not think that they're going to be dead at the age of 30. Because guess what? Then, damn, 15 is middle age. Better get it in while I can. Right. Exactly. You know, and hey, I, I don't agree with that logic, but I can't say it's faulty. You know, so you want to have real change. First of all, stop these gatekeepers who are laundering the money. Because that's basically what's happening. I'm pretty sure you guys would see a lot big of, bigger of a difference with millions of dollars pouring in there. And they've been doing this. It's the same people since the 1992 at, at minimum. So then the question becomes, how many millions? Or is it now billions of dollars has been poured in there? And nothing's been changed? We still have the same problems? Hmm. 
you know? So, uh, yeah, like Luger needs to be investigated. Um, you know, where do these politicians go when they come over north? They go to McAfee's church. They go to Shiloh Temple, you know? Right. You, I have a list of about five of them, and that's all they go to. Why? Because they give those people money. And those people will tell their people to vote for these people, even though it's against their better interest. I'm not right. saying that the mainstream GOP is any better, but people like Angela Williams sure as heck are. You know, you had another person running as an independent Democrat, Marvina Haynes, you know, probably would have had done, you know, a decent job in there. Um, you know, both of those are, are better off because you need to have a dichotomy of actual yeah, the, the community has stuff they need to work on. And they'll admit it, dude. They'll admit right. it. Now, one person, as I said, oh, no, we're perfect up here. You know what they ask? Hey, but the police need to say, hey, yeah, we did shit too. Okay? And own up to their crap in order for things to change. You know? But no one wants to have that conversation and sit down and where both sides can come to the table and say, here's what we want. Let's change this. Because I hear a lot from the same things from, from people in law enforcement. Hey, we want better community interaction and that who's stopping that if the community wants it and the police want it, who is in right. between city council, the mayor who makes money off this. Cause if it don't make dollars, it don't make sense. How many millions of George Soros money came in here for uh fray and walls to get elected. Yeah, they don't want to talk about that. They don't want to talk about that. And that's what what I know you got to go and I'm just going to continue for a, a little bit. I have a uh, few more minutes, but I'll, I'll let you go for a bit and I'll listen. And then uh, I'm going to chime in. I, I'm going to have to go in about five, ten minutes. All right. So, yeah. So I just wanted to say, too. Uh, and when I get done with my rant, I'm going to let Robert go and then. Um, we're going to be done for today. I just wanted to show people, and we're going to continue showing people um, what goes on behind the scenes. Um, it ain't even really behind the scenes. It's because we're undereducated. Um, and we need to really unify as Black people, as a community, and I, and I, and this goes for if you're white, this goes for you too. You have to start. This fight is good versus evil. This fight isn't Republican versus Democrat. It isn't progressive versus conservative. This is right versus wrong, right? Right versus wrong. You're either on God's side or you're on the other side. And I think people fully got to understand that because there isn't any middle road anymore. There isn't no more standing on the fence and i'm glad that these people continually give me opportunities to talk about these things because they're such hypocrites they sit there and do one thing and their actions speak a whole nother thing they say one thing and do a whole nother thing and yet we fall for it over and over and over again right because I don't know if people remember, this is how the whole reason why Minneapolis, North Minneapolis, right? Our community was talked into a voting for strong mayor, which has hurt our community even more because it didn't give Ellison any more power. It didn't give Vitar any more say. What it did is gave a mayor to have fully control and not to answer for shit, but yet play the blame game just like they did yesterday. And that's what we're gonna continually see. And I want people to watch the Southern border this weekend. I want you to actually, in an hour, in two hours, I want y'all to start watching that Southern border, right? Watch Eagle Pass, Texas. Watch Eagle Pass, Texas. I, I'm gonna tell people to pray. I don't even know if it works. I don't know if God listening. I don't know if he got headphones on or, or what, but, uh. Pray to your higher power, because we're going to need that that unity. Because we we got some shit that's about to start happening that I don't think people are fully prepared for. 
I don't think people fully ever believed what they what's about to happen, whatever happened. Um, and with that, I'm gonna leave it at win or fail, freedom or jail, heaven or hell, wish me well. And here goes Robert, and then we're gonna get up out of here. So I'm gonna have a few things on that. Number one, stock up on water, okay? Uh, especially bottled water. And if you have any empty like jugs in that in your house that are sitting around, or if you can cans, put water in them when you put them in the uh, in the cupboards. You know, uh, beans, rice, things that are cheap like that that you can survive on for a decent amount of time. Uh, stock up on that because what they're trying to do is they're trying to create up a global war, a race war, to divide people. Okay, they're playing both the left and the right. People don't people don't realize that they're playing both sides and they always have, you know, but we can come together as a community and as individuals and support each other and help each other. And that's the way out of it is a positivity, what we can do. Because how I got how I found this information out was talking to people over north. They know about it and they are they've been begging, begging for this to come out and begging for change. You know. And no one will listen. Thank you, Chaz, for 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 doing this because like no one's been been willing to do it. And it's like, no, dude, listen to the people. You know what they're asking for? Cons equal constitutional rights, an equal opportunity to have fair housing, a decent job where they can actually provide for their family. I mean, these are not huge things. These are American things. These are constitutional things these are you know what i mean it's the basics and if if we can't support each other man we're screwed you know and people want to want to spin it like those hoodlums up in the city all they care about is this that and the other thing and oh yeah we give them all this money yeah well we just saw where the money goes it goes into the pockets of mcafee minnesota safe streets flowers clemens you know we, we went down the list high tower right he was he was a chancellor of colleges, but he can't register his church. Come on now, he's Doctor Hightower. A doctor can't do that. How many other organizations does he sit on? Urban leagues, or you know what I mean? You go down the list. Like, stop allowing these people to gatekeep for you. You are more powerful than you believe. Together, we can. We can make true change, and we can stand up and do the right thing. You know, um, but we got to band together instead of global citizens. Let's give them a global resistance, liberty and justice for all. Man, thank you, Robert. And we will be back next week. Same time, same place. Uh, so please, please uh, tune in Monday, nine o'clock, Urban Conservative. Uh, and we're going to bring you to wrong. We're going to get into a more deeper. Um, I'm not going to tell you what direction we're going to go Monday because we have a long uh, 72 hours before 9 a.m. Monday. So I'm not going to put it out there what we're going to talk about because you never know what's going to happen. So everybody have a blessed Friday. Uh, enjoy your weekend. And I will see you back Monday morning. Everybody have a great one. Every day, fighting for my life. Every day, fighting for my life. Fighting for my life. Fighting for my life.